Welcome to That Reminds Me Of. I'm the Doc and I'm here with the Baron and today we're talking about Minari. Minari. Directed by Lee Isaac Chung. And this is the show where we watch films and we talk about films and the films we're reminded of while watching those films. There are spoilers. Stay with us. Um, this is called Minari. Minari, am I pronouncing it right? Uh, I think that's right. Minari. We've, we've completely destroyed any other Korean pronunciation in our <laughs> Look, podcast. So In every other episode, and this episode's going to be no different. This is just what we do. Okay, so that's, yeah. a, that's a spoiler in a different sense. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, Minari, did you, did you go into this film uh, with any knowledge whatsoever? Because I didn't. I've, been, I've had a busy week, and I just knew I was going to the movies tonight. And I've rocked up and, and watched it, which is probably a good way to good way to see a film. Yes. And look, I've come out with probably no more knowledge of the background of this film <laughs> than when I went in. Yeah. I, I just know what the film is itself. So, yeah. like, I can't really... We won't be able to comment on much. Other than um, I'd heard there was a fair bit of Oscar buzz for this mm. film in the best foreign film category, which is unusual because this film is filmed in the US. It's set in the US, but there it, it follows a Korean family. Yeah. In fact, before we go in any further, maybe we should give the the little synopsis of this film. Yes. The is one your, the one or two turn? liner. I think it's my turn. I think it is. I I was starting, so I might as well Good. crack on. So you're following a family, a Korean family, the Yi family, who have come from California. They work as chicken sexes. Is that uh, right? Is it, is it sex, sex, sex identifiers? Sex, yes. <laughs> like working out what sex the chickens are? Yeah, they get I, the little but... baby chicks, they turn them, they dip them in something. I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. Water or, or uh, some powder. They look at underneath and they know, they, they, there's the fine art of knowing if it's a boy or a girl. Mm. And, and some and, people are faster than others. Yes, apparently it is an art and it yeah. takes a certain level of skill. Anyway, Mr. Yi is good at it. He's made some, some money being good at, at sexing chickens. Yep. And they've basically packed up everything and come to Oklahoma, was it? No, where was Arkansas. it? Arkansas. Arkansas, thank you. Arkansas, middle America. They've bought a, a, a block of land in a little community and he's, his dream is to start a farm. And mm. Mrs. Yee, Monica, is not into it at all. She hates the idea. And it doesn't take long for them to, for him to, for Mr. Yee to kind of agree to this concept of bringing grandma along, mm. uh, which sort of pleases Monica, his wife, for a little while, but things just start to unravel because farming is hard and they struggle. And there's things like water and, and mm. money from the bank and all this sort of stuff to, to figure out that all seems to go wrong. Uh, and it all takes place in this tiny little town with a, a cast of really strange American characters around this family that, that they're trying to navigate. Isn't it clear that there's a whole lot of Korean baggage brought in here, like between right. the city and the country? Yes. Because uh, uh, clearly Walking Dead, Stephen Ewan, yes. um, uh, who is the main, main character and also stars in The Walking Dead, is where I know him from. Yes. Uh, he, he is just seems to love the idea of a plot of land and working the land and his wife doesn't she she's clearly a city girl yeah um and that tension sort of 
goes all through the film. You're right, and a whole bunch of prejudice about being yes. yokels and living off the, you know, the land and when they could be in the city and, and going to a bigger church. And, you know, there's all the baggage that goes mm. with it, a better school, all, all that stuff, which probably does come from Korea. It probably comes, lifts, it's lifted straight out of, you know, their upraising and yes. they brought it with them into the US. Oh, it's, it's clear and it's, you can identify with that type of thing in Australia or America yeah. or whatever. But they they bring a Korean flavour to it. Like yeah. it's, uh, it's not our version of of that. It's, it's theirs. I would say that's the most striking thing about this film, and maybe the thing that will that is leading to its success is that you're brought right into the middle of this Korean family, and all of their drama is just so relatable and so human on a universal level that mm. I I could see it being. A white family i could see it being a you know european or american or australian family i could see it being an african family like it could just be anybody these are universal themes that they're dealing with even though the food might be different or some of the little cultural nuances might be different what we're seeing is such a clearly human theme that it it would it speaks to anyone well it's funny you say that because i agree completely but the the version of that that i had going in my head is that i actually felt Korean I thought and that was a you know a positive for the filmmakers because I felt like I was so on their journey that I I felt I was feeling the Korean in American in America experience oh great great well that's cool I like that and I'm not Korean and you're not no. but at last check you know no, no I've watched Parasite yes <laughs> um and uh, I've watched the American you know version of the American version of uh, Old Boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't count. But I'm not Korean. <laughs> That's the, that definitely doesn't count. So, okay, take a step back. Okay. General thoughts about this film. What do you think broadly? Look, I think it's nice to have a, a slow-paced, slow-burn type family drama that you wouldn't necessarily pick on Netflix, you mm. know, if you were scrolling and you're yeah. looking for the, the horrors and the things that are going to give you a buzz <laughs> right? and you're not going to choose them. But when you're forced to, to sit down <laughs> for something like this, I actually find I really, really enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. So I don't know. What, what did you think? Yeah. Look, you, you said slow burn, a slow drama. That is exactly what this is. It's very, very slow. But it is a pretty little film mm. at the same time and if you do have the patience to sit with it there's a lot to be taken away from it and i think by the end it's quite rewarding that yeah. that journey even though not a lot really happens like mm. honestly aside from some family dramas there's you you could pick your, the plot points on like one hand you know <laughs> well no i picked the plot points yeah and not on just on one hand on two fingers yeah because <laughs> the, the two plot points and you pick yeah. them virtually at the start mm-hmm Let's say three. They okay. have a crack at a farm. There was always going to be a disaster when <laughs> yeah. they lost the farm. Yep. And they were always going to come back to the fact that the grandma who planted the Minari, yes. that's how you pronounce it, yeah. somehow that was going to be the saviour at the end. Yeah. Now, we don't quite see that save the day, and maybe right. it doesn't, but the, um, it kind of, it, the, the film ends on them going back to the Minari plants and, and, and yeah. picking them. And you assume that's sort of the saviour. Yes. And you know what? I was waiting for that moment to happen where this Minari plant 
mm. was going to be the crop that you know they'd make lots of money out of. They didn't do that. I'm glad, but they they do have that. They still have that sort of kind of predictable yeah. scene of them coming to it at the end. However, because it's not done in a forceful way of like, oh, this is the crop that'll save us yeah. after the disaster, everybody. We're saved. Thanks, Grandma. Um, <laughs> like, it's but actually, then, yeah, it's it's actually good. good. It's nice. It's actually nice the way it's handled. Yeah, that's right. It, yeah. it would probably feature in Minari too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Minari is like a, I don't know, it looks like it's a cilantro slash uh, coriander p- parsley thing. Yeah. But it, it just grows. It's one of the things that appears in... In my salads, yeah. I've, I've never put it in there. <laughs> never questioned it. Yeah. Just appears. It's there yeah. one day. You just eat it. Correct. Yeah, and it grows without any any help whatsoever. You just throw the seeds around, and there it is. Yeah, no, very handy. Yeah, he should have just planted Minari from the, from the outset. Clearly. Absolutely. <laughs> I think we both kind of like it. I'm not smitten with it. I don't yeah. feel like this is the Oscar buzzworthy film that I thought I was going in for. However. Aside from the simple story, there are some pretty great performances in here. And do you have any thoughts about performances? Who you liked? What you thought? You know, what you mm. thought about the acting in general? Well, I thought the heart of the film was was obvious, and that is in the the youngest boy, the young son, David. Yeah. Yes. And grandma. Yeah. Like that is just clearly the heart of the film. Yeah. Like I went in there anxious to see Stephen Ewan. Um, from Walking Dead, just because I know him and the fact that he's playing a Korean rather yep. than a, an American in the zombie apocalypse. I was impressed with that part of it, that he could sort of play that Korean character so convincingly. And it could be because I'm just, you know, a white dude watching him do it, but I thought he was great. Well, we, we don't know is, is, the, That's true. is the reality. Yes. Um, and you say that he, you, he lost you on when he's talking American. Right. I was thinking that as well, but... Who know? I don't know what an American Korean sounds like when they're yeah. speaking speaking English, but right? No, I just don't know. Well, I think his I think his wife Monica, the the, the actress that played Monica, yeah, one of my favorite performances was from her. I just thought she was really nuanced. Yeah. At first, I thought she was she was hard, a little hard to watch, but it was that was that was her character, mm. and then as the movie progresses. I just couldn't take my eyes off her. I just thought she was brilliant. And, mm. uh, and, that, and she just, she sounded like what I imagine someone who's come from Korea and is, and is you know, learning English would sound like, whereas I was a little less convinced with, 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 with him. Yeah, yeah. But her, like, I thought her performance was killer. Yeah. I loved it. I was less convinced by her character. Mm. Like, and I just, yeah. maybe this is just the bloke in me, but I, I felt hard done by i'm thinking you give know walking dead is really trying here <laughs> give him he's, a go give him a give him a crack look yeah. how hard he's trying and it's not it's not a choice between his family yeah. and the farm he's he's trying to build the farm for his family and i, I just i felt she angry pegged, at her she pegged him to fail from the start i know she went ah oh, the farm here we go i better learn how to do the chicken sexing really well and she, she got good she did yeah but that was that was pegging him to fail from the start it was i, yeah. I was annoyed by that as well like yeah. i got both sides of the argument but i think i was more annoyed by her not giving it a go mm. than by him saying i'm going to follow this dream yeah um, yeah but you're right her performance was really spellbinding yeah and and easy to watch and fun to watch 
Um, yeah. As, as was his. Like I thought he was understated and you could tell all the emotion that was underneath. Yes. And perhaps in a Korean way, they sort of sort of keep it. Right. There's under all the, the family honour and all of that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, maybe I'm projecting yeah. on what a Korean <laughs> culture is like. That's what it yeah. uh, felt like. Yeah, um, yeah. But then you've got the, you know, David, the young boy, and he's clearly, he was, I think he was born in America, wasn't he? Or at least yeah. spent the most kids of seem his like time they have been, yeah. in America. And yeah. that, that clash of cultures with him growing up as an American with all this Korean baggage and the grandma that doesn't live up to what an American grandma should be, baking sort of cakes yeah. and stuff. Who, by cool. the way, one of the most awesome grandmas you could imagine, I think. She, she was, was? Yeah, she was oh, incredible. Awesome. She was incredible. How much fun. Yeah, and how, how fun. and how complex in the end. Like yeah. when she comes comes over as a not a stereotype, but as a as cartoonish yes. to begin with. And then she ends up obviously having a tragic um, storyline and which includes stuffing them up completely yes. by burning down their dreams. Yeah. And yet you still love it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. What a what a bunch of crazy turns for her. Mm. But she's so, I mean, I think the saddest part with her character was that she was so optimistic and so mm. unflappable. Like, none of it got in the way. And then the stroke was just so crippling. was. And uh, you saw her spirit get kind of tamped down a little bit by that. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, because she can't do anything properly, because she's sort of half paralyzed, there's the big fire accident that happens. Yeah. Yeah. But my spirit probably got dampened, not then. Um, but when they, when Walking Dead has his big win, when he, just after he's lost all prospects with his farm, yep. he then has the win of making it, brokering a deal with some yeah. you know, Korean grocer. Yeah, yeah. It's going to uh, come good. It's going to come good. Everything's looking good. Yeah. And then his wife bails him up outside and basically says, no, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And I thought that was so... That was disheartening. I, 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 and I guess it was meant to be, so it succeeded. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we ever really got the other side of that argument out. You know, like it, that was sort of the climax of mm. it. And I, I suppose what she's saying is you, that they've been fighting all along and that they were, this wasn't going to work because yeah. they get together in the good times and they fall apart in the bad times. And so long run, this, this isn't going to work, right? This, this relationship. Um, but then she, she kind of makes that call that they should just call it. And he agrees. Mm. They go back to the farm. The place is in flames because grandma's accidentally burnt down all of his stock, all of his you yeah. know, food that he's grown. Uh, and so that somehow fixes everything. Suddenly they're back on again. They've got a new loan. They're putting a well in. Like there was the other side of the argument never happened. Maybe that's okay. Maybe we didn't need to see that. No, you're right. Maybe it. Maybe that was the necessary um, tension. Yeah. Uh, that had to be resolved by something traumatic and big happening because yeah. you really you probably do get more out of that whole scene where it's in flame, everything's in flames, and they recover from that. You get more out of it by knowing that things were. You yes. know, in a bit of strife just yeah. before. Yeah, it's true. So maybe as a plot device, perhaps it works. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, the funny the, the thing about this film, right, is that normally we come out of a film mm. 
and there's a lot to say. <laughs> there isn't a lot to say about this film. Like, not in a bad way. No. Not really in a good way either. Like, I think we're just sort of like, yeah, that was nice. Yeah. That was kind of nice. You know, there's nothing really divisive that we're going to argue about. There's nothing to hate. There's, there's some things to love, but there's not a lot to love. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I kind of enjoyed it. I kind of enjoyed it. Like, it's. Uh, I'm trying to think of of, it, of another film like that, and I'm struggling at the moment. But there's probably many, but I, I think we don't end up watching them in the first place, right? Right. Because you're always looking. Well, I am. I'm always looking for the thrill. Yeah. The sort of the sex, the drugs, and the violence. Yeah. And not necessarily the, you know, homegrown Korean vegetables. Correct. <laughs> Homegrown Korean vegetables with a little bit of family drama thrown sprinkled on top. <laughs> so, okay, one person we haven't talked about yet yes. is the guy who plays Crazy Paul. Where, have I, seen, where Paul. have I seen him? He's been in so many things. He's a great actor. Actually, do you have his phone? Your phone? We should look uh, his, his yep. name up. Crazy He's, Paul. Crazy Paul. <laughs> Crazy Paul. He's a great actor. He's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, you know this guy. He's a character actor. He often plays a slightly fanatical, intense mm. human being. Um, I think I, I've seen him in lots of TV shows. He was in Sky Falling, Falling Skies, sir. Falling ah, Skies. Yes. Is <laughs> so it there in the Will Patton? It could be. Could be. Why does Wikipedia not give me a picture of him? Ah, oh, get out of town. Come off it. Jeez. It's Will Will Patton. It is, okay. And um, he has been in TV shows, Falling Skies, as you said. Yes. Swamp Thing, Shots Fired, The Agency, Into the West. <laughs> um, movies, Remember the Titans, Armageddon, Halloween. Armageddon, No yes. Way Out, The Postman, Gone in yes. 60 Seconds, The yes. Fourth Kind, yes. etc. He's been in loads of stuff. You know this guy, he's great. He's a good, intense, I don't know, good old boy style character. Mm. And in this, he's, he's Crazy Paul. He's, uh, he's sort of the guy that ends up dropping off a tractor for Mr. Yee and saying, I can drive tractors and I'm a God-fearing Christian. And then, uh, <laughs> and then like, ends up working for him. But he just, he's just kind of tapped, but well, that's in, in a great way. He's, like, he, he's, he's loco, but he's, he's um, what's the word? Um, benign. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yes, and actually turns out to be quite lovely. Like, he really, really wants everything that this family does to succeed. It's funny because he sort of represents the American openness or something uh, to experience mm -hmm. that counters that sort of closed, stoic kind of vibe that you get out of the Korean family. He's, yeah. um, so you've got Walking Dead, who is just not willing to veer from his path and then this guy even though he's introducing crazy ideas yeah the film is almost presenting them as positive like the exorcism is almost a you know open your mind mate you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> try an exorcism why wouldn't you try an exorcism don't you know what happened on this property yeah yeah, yeah. and that was it was um, <laughs> presented as a yeah. social good yeah uh, yeah totally uh, I just loved that I loved that combination of the yeah. Korean family and this kind of cracked, crazy, you know, Christian who mm. who was kind of the town laughing stock, 
like mm. every Sunday he walks he walks this circuit with a, a the, the station of the cross. Yes, the giant yeah. wooden cross on his shoulders. It just what a great little combination of characters. Did did they make enough of it? I like, think they could have made more of it, for sure. Yeah. In fact, this whole film is a study in understatement, I think. Mm. And that can be good, but I think in this case, it's a little too understated. Like, I would have liked Maybe. a little more of some of these of these characters and, and of the situation. There was so much potential there to, yeah. do, to do so much. Yeah. Um, mm. What did you think of the young boy and, and his sister, who I, I thought was, I thought was, that was, was both- good but under... under- maybe yeah i thought they were both really solid you know and when you get kids that young it's tricky to get good performances out of them i think they they're they're both great again i think that they didn't have a lot to play with and and you could have gotten more out of those 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 two actors so i don't know good all round i didn't love it i keep coming back to that okay the more we talk about it the, the more i'm like yeah I'm not going to remember this film so so well as I thought I would, you know? I think we felt exactly the same, but I'd frame that as I liked it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. cool. I didn't love it either. I think you liked it as well. Yeah. And, and I didn't love it. So I think we're at the same, same yeah, place. Absolutely. We should mention yes. that we've come back to the scene of the crime where we've um, been a couple of times before. We're back again. We've been evacuated. We've had all these fun times. I we're, know. we're back on the... Um, the booze. The booze. This started off as a double, double feature. Features, so we're halfway through. We'll continue we keep, this after the episode. We're suckers for punishment. We <laughs> choose this place We just every time. I mean, we love the films here, but this is a hard place to record in. Well, you know? don't say that because I think what we're really doing is looking for sponsorship. This from, from Palace It's a Pentridge. great place to record it's in. It's a great we'll place. Well, uh, look, it's definitely a great place to watch a film. It's a great place to watch a film. And get an ice cream oh, and a Prosecco. Totally. That was, that's a good deal. If you're a member of this place, every now and again, yep. they go, come and see a film early. We'll give you a, an ice cream and a Prosecco for the same price that you'd pay like at, at any other cinema. Yeah. That's a deal. That is a deal. And also, we were in Cinema 12 today. Cinema 12 is where it's at. Great cinema. That's a great big screen. Loved it. I yes. felt like I was at MIFF. Yes. Yes. Which it's is good. The, Melbourne the Film Festival. Yes. Love it. Okay. I'm going to just stop it there and get straight on to that reminds me of. And did this film remind you of anything? It reminded me of a lot of, uh, it, like a lot of indie slash festival films. Yeah. It yeah. really reminded me of festival films. And the first one that I thought of was First Cow, which is one of the first films that we saw. Yep. of the myth experience pace wise pace wise the character sort of mm. development and the yeah exactly that sort of very much internal story going on with these with mm. these people um the relationship to the land all that sort of stuff and i think i think i actually maybe enjoyed first cow more but this is you know they're they're on a level they're sort of similar sorts of films that, that's a really good pick because I think the pace is spot on because First Cow I struggled with mm. early. It was going so slow that I thought the payoff was so wonderful. Mm. It really built to something that made you yep. feel something. This one took me less to get into. I think I was with it earlier, yep. but it never took me to the, to the heights of First Cow. Yes, I agree. It doesn't really sort of build in the, in, in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Not 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 as much build, but it was mm. it was just good throughout. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
definitely. Any for you? Uh, I think I've got a few. I'll have to remember them because uh, we are, this is fresh. We're just straight, fresh, out, of straight out of the cinema. So don't judge. <laughs> but I remember uh, the very start of the film when they were driving to a location. I thought of two films. One was The Shining. Mm. We mention The Shining every week. So yeah, might as well. Might, might as well. But just films that start with a journey to a spot. Okay. Yes. And Good. The Shining is a is a famous one where you yep. see the overhead shot of them driving. Um, I love the, it. The other one, which was perhaps more so, was Funny Games. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And I would have thought I'd say Funny Games for several films other than this one. <laughs> it is. But, it absolutely is. <laughs> but, but again, the start of it, yeah. I, I remember in Funny Games, I could be wrong, but I think they're in a car yeah. heading towards a destination. Okay. If if this film had started off with a Korean family traveling to the country to start a farm and to, you know, do this dream that they've <laughs> saved up with, and then it turned into a horror film, yeah. you know, then I'd be all for it. There you go. There you go. That's the <laughs> I'd difference. Feel, I'd be all for it. Yeah, That's it, funny. It needed to go all from dusk from dust till dawn on us, didn't it? <laughs> yes. That would actually Genre be great. switch halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, wow. That's Halfway through, we realize the crops aren't working for a certain reason, <laughs> and then the hillbillies come out of the hills and yeah. take them all down. And M. Night Shyamalan takes the direction. <laughs> yes. Well, I've got another quick one, if, yeah. if you want. It's not a filmic one. It's more a, um, a, a world of literature one, which I like to delve into occasionally. Um, and that's a couple of novels by John Steinbeck. Yeah. Uh, one is Of Mice and Men. <gasps> Great call. I love um, that. As soon as you said Steinbeck, I was like, really? oh, of Mice and Men? Because that's oh, a really? great call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. yeah. Good. Well, and you could go the film versions as well. But yeah. the the thing that struck me was of Mice and Men, there's these two blokes. I think we might have mentioned this film before, uh, this, mo- this book before. But the dream is to own a plot of land. Yeah. And, to you know, there, there's really no realistic um, hope that these guys will own it. But they look, they dream of it, and I found myself watching Walking Dead guy. Yes, and and Crazy Paul, and Crazy Paul. And yes, it, yes. <gasps> that's, even... that's what made me think of of Mice and Men as soon as you said Steinbeck, because oh, those I two. I didn't think of Crazy Paul. Yeah. So Walking Dead is Gary Sinise, and Crazy Paul is John Malkovich. Malkovich. Okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I haven't gone that far. Yeah, it's awesome. I'd only th- I'd only thought of the That's just a great the, call. The, the American dream, I suppose, yep. of of owning your own stuff, and I thought it was so interesting to have that same dream, that same longing, but with a Korean family. Love it. Yeah. I love it. That's that's the that's the the reference of the night for sure. Well, I'll extend it just a okay, little. Please to do. The other Steinbeck novel that I love is Grapes of Wrath. Grapes of Wrath. Yeah. Yeah. Wrath. Rat. I say Roth? wrath, you say wrath. Oh, I, I say both, and I just change. <laughs> Interchangeable. One will be right, and yeah. not, you know. Yeah. Um, that's my Gal Gadot moment for this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but grapes of of whatever, um, uh, a family going across America, going um, aiming for California, where yeah. they can finally get a job and earn enough money to feed the family, and it just had. A little bit of that vibe to Great call. the immigrant immigrant experience, perhaps, um, you know, just trying to make a living. Yeah. 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 And this, actually, we haven't talked about this. This film is set uh, Reagan era. Yes. So, 
what years are we talking about there? The eighties. So, is eighties? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say late seventies. So it's eighties. Yeah. Could be late seventies, but it's definitely the yeah. Reagan is associated with the eighties. There sure. you go. So yeah, it gives you a, a sense. I mean, it definitely has a feeling of a period piece, although mm. it could be any time. You know, like it, yeah, it, it would. It could. It could be today, and it would still be relevant. I, I didn't feel a periodness about it at all, and mm. I think that's probably a credit to the yeah. filmmakers. Um, it was just the old TV and the VHS and the old car and yeah. you know, things like that, but nothing else really. You're right. Yeah. But we've talked about this before. That part of America is sort of stuck in a time warp. Like you, it could just be whenever. What was the film we watched with uh, the, the Robert Pattinson? And Devil All the Time. Devil All the Time. We I made the forget. same point, didn't we? Yeah. That it could have been any time. Could have been any time. Could be anywhere. Oh, yeah. not anywhere. It, it's very specific where it is, but you know, like it, it, it's timeless. That part of the world, mm. which made it odd. Actually, you mentioned the Reagan thing. That seemed to be just inserted there as a little clue. It was the the one and only yeah. clue to time and place. Yeah, and which you kind of you could have otherwise missed. You, you just wouldn't have. know when it. You just wouldn't know when it was, and that would be okay too. And maybe it, maybe it's helpful in placing it without being too overt. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm. Well, I don't have anything else. I, I, you know, I don't have any good zinger remind me of. It's like I just feel like um, yours are better. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would well, you want me to keep going? Yeah. Do you have another one? <laughs> I think I did this last episode. Oh, please I think do. I kept on going. Yes. Well, I'm going to say a really bloody obvious one. Yeah. Um, that is obvious for a sort of Western audience, and that's Parasite. Yeah. Um, for, for two reasons. Uh, one is just clearly that you're following a Korean family, yeah. and it's so that the, the family unit um, commentary, yeah, is so central to it. Like it's all about how that family works. Oh, that's together. good. Yeah, it's good. Um, so that's one. I thing. didn't see it when you first said Parasite. I was like, mm, okay, but is now, he being but, racist? Yeah, is he just being racist? <laughs> is he just naming another Korean film? <laughs> <laughs> I felt that. Well, that's why I thought it was no, obvious, that's, and that's why I felt self-conscious. The family unit's good. I like that. And, and yeah. I left it to last, just in case you gave me nothing. So, <laughs> good. So um, there was that, there were also also two very specific, really little details yeah. that reminded me of Parasite, and one was the fact that they talked. There was a uh, a natural disaster. There was this tornado mm, yeah. inserted. It was in the first third of the film. For no inserted reason. Inserted for no reason. Yeah. And it just it it heightened the the stakes yeah. for a moment. Yes. Um, but had no bearing on the actual film. That's exactly what happened in Parasite. <laughs> Remember? With the flooding. With the scene. flood. Yeah, the flood. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And the other thing related to that. Although was, the flood felt like it like a bigger act of God, whereas this was oh, like yeah. a, oh, well, it almost happened. Yeah, I, that's right. But it didn't, so chill out, everybody. It's fine. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, that's because this film wasn't as brave as no. Parasite in many respects. Yes. Um, but related to that was a an, another little comment about the water, you know, flowing down or something. Yeah. Um, he said the water always flows down. Yeah. And, and that reminded me of Parasite as well. To the flood scene, yeah, where the water flows down, and the was a comment on the social hierarchies that the the powerful were up there, and the you know the the lesser were, yeah. were down there, and it wasn't referenced as such, but there was just a mention 
of water flow. Yes. And I thought maybe that's a Korean thing, that they're very aware of, of where water, of, of, of um, elevations. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So you've made me, I think what this talk about parasites has made me realize why I'm a little lukewarm on this film. Oh, uh, wow. It's because you know this, I've mentioned it so many times. I love Korean cinema. You're half Korean. I'm half Korean. And at, the, least, <laughs> at least the, the, you, you carry on about Korean cinema so All the much. time. I know. I watch, I watch as much as I can. But the thing is, right, is the reason I love it is, be, is because it is courageous yeah. storytelling. And this is a very, very safe sort of subtle, yes. you know, slow burn. I don't know. It's, it's not even a European sensibility. It's something, it's something else. I don't know what it is. There's something very sort of festival and indie about this. And it kind of annoys me because I, I, yeah. I came for a Korean film. And um, it was just not that, you know. It wasn't that bold storytelling that I'm used to. It's perfectly encapsulated and I get completely your reaction. Yeah. It's like it's a festival film and one that is, you know, if you've got 10 films that you want to see, it's sort of 14th or 15th on the list and you don't actually see it. Yeah. You don't You don't not want to see it. You you actually had it on your short list. Yeah. You thought this would be okay. Yeah. But you don't end up seeing it. Yeah. And... Yeah, yeah, that's what and it is. You see Parasite instead. So I wonder how it's sort of um, it's being received broadly. Mm. I'm curious about that and where this buzz for the for the Oscars and the Golden Globes have sort of come from. Um, other than I think maybe because it's very cleverly a Korean-led film that's been made with an almost entirely American crew mm. in the U.S. with a character from The Walking Dead, maybe there's just a whole bunch of Americans that have just never watched any Korean cinema other than Parasite and now they're watching this and going, oh, wow, this is, this is something I haven't seen before. Mm. I wonder. Yeah, well, that's exactly what it is. And, mm. you know, and, and um, you know, Brad Sue Pitt, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think has ca uh, cottoned onto that. So he's yeah. executive producer. We... Like when I saw his name at the end, I thought, whoa. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's something to be said for that. Uh, Korea has made an impact. Yes. You know, and now they're jumping on. Um, they're not brave enough to make another fully immersive Korean experience. Yeah. So they have to do something that's sort of half Korean, half yeah. American, with the kids with American accents and fine, good, enjoyable, but not quite the same. No. No, and lost some of the flavour of what makes Korean cinema great yep. in the process. Yeah. I think the flavour is is in those bags that grandma brought from Korea. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> With the antelope powder in it or whatever it was, the antelope powder. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think it just diluted a little on the journey. There you go. Well, I don't think we've sold it as like, you know, people are going to rush out and, you know, to see this thing, but... Hopefully, we've got across the point that it is still, you know, once you're there for the ride, it's still quite an enjoyable film. Yeah, I wouldn't turn away. I'd still no. recommend people watch it. Yeah. And if you get an opportunity to watch it with an ice cream and a Prosecco like we did, yes. I think that probably that it, sells, sells it and I'd, I'd do it again. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. All Until right. next time, Baron. Doc, another episode down. See you next time. See ya.